0: Welcome to the Student Sessions with Tonya Galati, brought to you by Greyhair Media. In this series, Tonya is joined by role models who share their lived experiences in frank and honest conversations. We all need to be inspired, and understanding how those we look up to have been inspired themselves is an important journey of discovery. Come with us for a frank, unedited conversation with amazing people. Today, Tonya is talking to Regan Spinks and Philip Quinn, two of the published authors who feature in the book You Are a Limited Edition. Philip's chapter within the book places a strong emphasis on the struggles he faced when coming to terms with his sexuality through secondary school and how finally accepting his sexuality was at university shaped his confidence moving forward. Reagan grew up trying to fit in and by doing so pushed who he really was into a closet and hid away. Over the years, he started to show more of his true self, which didn't come easy. He's now more accepting of himself and because of that is more happy and able to give more love to the people around him. Over to you, Tonya
1: and welcome to the student sessions with me, Tonya. Today, I'm honoured to be joined by two published authors, both of whom feature in our recently published book, You Are a Limited Edition, Regan Spinks and Philip Gwynn. Hi both. Hello,
2: how are you doing?
1: Good, thanks. How are you, Regan?
2: Yeah, not
3: too bad, thank you.
1: Good, and how are you, Philip?
3: Uh, Yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you.
1: Huge congratulations to you both. How does it feel to be a published author, Philip?
3: Um, it feels quite weird, to be honest. I never thought I'd sort of get an opportunity like that. But have yeah, you, it, feels, it feels great. Have
1: <laughs> you been stopped in the street yet for autographs?
3: Um, no, not really. But I mean, then again, you, we haven't really seen anyone really that much at the moment with everything that's going on. With...
1: Yeah, that's true. We're in a lockdown, but maybe when we're let out, you will be hoarded in the street.
3: Yeah, maybe,
1: And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Regan, how does it feel to be a published author?
3: If like uh philip
2: said it's a bit strange i never thought i would be in a book um and yes it feels great and it feels great to be part of such a fantastic project um that is the book and yeah when lockdown's over um either people are going to swarm to me or i'm going to have to stop people in the street and and force people to take my <laughs> <furniture>, my autograph
1: <laughs> or there'll be a queue in Waterstones as you do some signing
2: exactly <laughs>
1: so um, Regan tell us a little bit about why you decided to be involved in this project
2: so I i have always had my own story going around in my head and it's kind of the the feeling of, of wanting to kind of put it out there um, it's always been on my mind as well so once I kind of got told about the opportunity I just had to take it and I think It was sort of a mixture of wanting to do it for myself to be able to kind of like write out my own story and kind of figure out where things have come from, like emotions and feelings and my personality, and to actually write it down really helped to find myself. But also, I just wanted for other people to read my story to kind of feel kind of more at ease to kind of see, like, okay, someone else has kind of gone through the same things as I have. Or like similar things, um, and also to give like a bit of advice, and to be like you know sometimes it does suck, but it you know things get better, and to also show people who may not um, have had you know the same experiences, just to you know give them a different perspective of life, and to kind of be like this is you know a story that happens to you know millions of people um, is you know good to kind of educate and be educated. So, yeah.
1: Mm. And do you think we can, or, or how, I guess, if, if this resource had been available to you kind of a, a bit earlier on, how do you feel it would have helped you?
2: Oh my, yeah, it's, it would have helped me so much. Um, I think that's what I was kind of, when I was writing um, my chapter, that kind of thought was always on my mind of, of of I was kind of writing it as if I was writing it to my younger self and it would help me so much by Kind of showing, like my feelings were valid and my experiences were valid, and that is very normal to kind of to kind of go through the stuff that I went through, and that you know there is that you know very cheesy, but the light at the end of the tunnel is very real, and you know it's a process, it's a long journey, and it's a hard journey, but it's still you know there's this still that positive outcome that's going to happen um so yeah it would have helped me loads and i wish i really wish i had something like this when when i was younger
1: and Philip, what about you what made you decide to get involved in the project
3: um i'd say it's very similar to what Regan said like i think a lot of it was about just wanting to really raise awareness and tell my story to others because I mean, what I've gone through is probably quite relatable to a lot of people as well, but also not relatable to others as well at the same time. And, yeah, it's just quite its quite an important issue, especially considering when I was back at school, I don't really feel like, especially secondary school, I didn't feel like this issue was sort of spoken about that much, or if at all. Mm. So I just felt like it was just... Um, yeah, just it was just quite it's just quite important to me. And also when I started writing about it as well, um I sort of realised actually how much I'd gone through. I didn't realise it was quite that much. Mm. So that was that was quite helpful as well to see how far I'd actually come.
1: And we're going to hear um a bit from both of you in a moment around your chapters. But I think what's really interesting is number one. Um both of your stories are focused on LGBTQ, but actually at the same time your stories are very different. So hence the title, You Are a Limited Edition. Um I think it's important for our listeners to know that actually, despite people going through similar challenges, everyone's stories is very unique and specific to them. How do you feel about that, Philip?
3: I feel like because obviously it's quite um, I guess you could say it's quite a cliche thing as well. Like, you know, but it's also But it's obviously true that everyone's unique and nobody's perfect, like nobody's lived a perfect life. And obviously I think it shows through everyone's stories, including our own. Like we've come this far, but it's not been a straight path. So it feels quite rewarding
1: Mm. to sort
3: of share it and say that, yes, we are all limited editions in our own way.
1: Okay, well let's hear a bit of your story then. So Regan, if you'd like to share a paragraph from your chapter, that'd be fantastic.
2: Yeah, of course. When I was younger, I felt extraordinary pressure to like certain things. Sports, girls, cars, rough housing. There's also this expectation that I should stay away from other things. Dance, singing, the colour pink, princess films, These expectations came from a toxic mixture of peer pressure, the media, and my innate desire to please everyone and feel like I fit in. However, I did not fit in, and that is something I tried to fix. I tried football club, I played kiss chase with the girls, and even tried to get some of them to be my girlfriend. None of this appealed to me, I was never any good at it. In year five, I got my mum to cross-stitch a bunny onto a card and made my friend write a personalised poem inside. I put the card in a rose into this girl's drawer, and by lunch, it was shoved back into my own. Gutted that my courting did not work and determined to still find a valentine and fit in, I went to the other class and gave them to a girl with the same name. In choir, I convinced a girl to dump her boyfriend to go out with me instead, right in front of him. During this time I was growing more into my feminine side, and it showed apparently. I was mocked and bullied for the way I spoke or walked. My thin skin was getting thinner, and to get back control, I retaliated, and sometimes mean myself. Kids can be awful. By now I had started seeing boys in a new light. I started fancying them. This was awkward, as I knew it was not right, and well, I had a girlfriend. I had to hide this feeling, go into hiding. I went hiding in the closet.
1: So how does it feel, Regan, reading that back?
2: It's really strange because I have constantly um, gone through my story inside my head, even before I knew about the book, um, just because it's such... All of those little moments have had such a big impact on my life now and the way I behaved I mean for example in in that I talked about how um I was mean myself and how you know I wasn't you know the perfect golden child you know I did um I said some really horrible things when I was younger and I think that was because of a lot of these little moments where I was bullying myself and so reading back on it it's it's interesting because it, 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 it shapes me now. Um, but it's also interesting kind of see like, you know, those little moments, are they, are they really little? Are they bigger than I thought? Or perhaps I was over-exaggerating, over-exaggerating or, yeah, it's just, it's interesting to see, to see this because sometimes I think like that's a past region, but it's mm. not, it's, you know, it's still, it's still me. um, it's not, you know, different me, but it's it's just yeah, it's 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 made me who I am now.
1: And what made you decide to share your story now, Regan, and so publicly?
2: hmm So I think now nowadays we are getting so much better with people understanding you know, LGBTQ identities and and stories we've got pride month we've got lgbtq history month you know there's it's becoming more and more acceptable and you know that's because it's been paved for you know me from from you know years and years of of protests and activism and you know really horrible things that happened in the past that is now made me be able to tell my story now so you know I'm so thankful to all of those that have fought for you know the right to be able to you know for me to be able to share my my voice my story and I think it's it's still important now because we're not there yet we're not you know it's like in in both our chapters both mine and Phillips, we talk about how we had to come out as as gay or queer and it's a bit weird, like, why Why do we have to do that still? Why do we need to feel brave? Why do we need to feel like we have to kind of out ourselves when mm-hmm. no one else you know, does? And so that's why it's so important to still, to kind of keep talking about it. And and for, for younger people to, to read and, and to know about this, because, you know, with the age of technology and social media, people can talk to anyone over the world and they can talk to hundreds of people at a time and i think it's really important to be able to be like okay you can talk to you know loads of people but you need to understand these people you need to understand their stories and stuff to be able to have you know civil conversations and to be able to have better connections with them
1: Mm. great thanks so much um so philip if you could go ahead and share a snippet of your chapter with our listeners
3: Uh, yeah sure um so through primary education, the term LGBTQ was not something I'd heard of or come across before until secondary education began. LGBT education was non-existent through this time, so I had barely an understanding of the different sexualities and genders out there. If anything, I felt quite lost within it all. Secondary school was secretly a challenging period for me, where I possessed a range of thoughts regarding my own sexuality. Since year seven, I was teased from a camp persona and called gay on many occasions, whilst a couple, of student, a couple of students bettered amongst themselves on my own sexuality. As you can imagine, it was not the nicest experience. Being brought up in an area of Yorkshire where homophobia has always been prevalent in the local towns, I've always found it difficult to come to terms with myself and discover the true me. I would say it was after two school relationships with females that I was, not, I was more certain that I identified as gay. That's not to say that they were not nice people, they were lovely people, but it means it was just telling me something different. However, I never told a soul for the duration of secondary school. Um, so the love life sessions that were put on as part of our education felt incredibly awkward. They were only taught to us in a heterosexual context whilst disregarding every other sexuality in the room. To be honest, I felt quite left out during these sessions because deep down I could not relate to it at all. There was no support either so it was not like I could speak to someone about my concerns.
1: And how does that feel Philip reading that back now?
3: Um, I mean I mean it's kind of shocking in the way because it's like I actually that like, went through and that actually happened like the bit where I sort of talked about two people better on my sexuality that's it kind of sounds like I'm exaggerating but that was actually true mm. <laughs> that, that actually happened so it's kind of shocking sometimes what I went through but it's sort of good to read over it to remind myself of well how things have changed over time, like how things have advanced, such as that. I think from I think it's from September last year. So from the beginning of this academic year, if you like, um yeah. LGBT education is now compulsory in secondary schools. And I think it's in primary as well. So sort of to hear that or to know that is sort of quite a contrast to what I went through. Mm. I mean, there's probably still a long way to go for it to be implemented in schools because I think there's still a bit of a gap in the, the legislation, but it just sort of show how far we've come and how things have slowly changed over time, even over a short period of time.
1: Mm. And how do you hope that your story will um, benefit some of our readers, Philip?
3: Uh, I'd say for anyone that is actually... Well, even if they're not like currently struggling with their sexuality, even someone, if they're you know, not struggling, but so for, sort of for everyone, I think part of it for me was to raise awareness of, and it was like what Regan said about the coming out issue, because it, yeah, it's a great thing to come out. It's like, it's, it's such a relief, but then you have to question why do we still have to do it? And as I wrote in my book as well, in the chapter, I sort of said about how you know when Philip Schofield came out, a lot of the media seemed to publicise it as being the brave act, like and this act of bravery. But it it shouldn't be. It should just be, it should just be normal to be gay or to be bi or to mm. be queer. Like we shouldn't have to come out. I mean, like a straight person, for example, they you know they don't have to come out and say, "Oh, Mum, I'm straight," <laughs> but weirdly, we have to do it for being gay because it's still. It's still a societal norm. It's still an expectation that we have to do it. So I hope the book raises awareness and sort of helps people to realise. Well, actually, we should be sort of challenging that and thinking. Well, we should. We shouldn't have to come out as gay simply. We should be able to just be who we are without having to. We are. having to tell people just without having to announce it. Mm. You should just be who you are, and people should just get on with it <laughs> I mean
1: I, yeah I mean I think you are both like amazing and you know just from hearing the snippets of your chapters I'm sure our listeners will agree like you know even how you write and how you're just so you know you're so raw with how you share your experiences I just think it's amazing um, and to our listeners, if you do want to read more about Regan and Philip's stories, you can buy *You Are a Limited Edition* in Waterstones, W H Smith's book bookstores worldwide, and of course on um, Amazon. So, how do you feel, Regan, that the book has had such a positive response? It's
2: it's incredible. It's it's. It's amazing. I mean, the book's only been out for a couple of weeks now and already we've had some amazing reviews I've seen and comments and people messaging me in person, like friends and family, talking about how you know proud they are of me to write the this, this story. But also they've talked about, because I don't I haven't really um, told my story to many people, especially in that sort of like, I told snippets maybe, but not the full thing. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of friends and family are quite, they were surprised to hear my full story. Um, but also they were, they really loved hearing other young people's stories and they were shocked about, you know, some of the struggles they've had to overcome, but also they, you know, friends and family talked to me about how they reveled in, in the, and celebrated all of their successes and and the, you know, the, the energy and time and effort they put into Becoming something really amazing, and so yeah, it's great to kind of hear people say such wonderful things about it. It's it's, it's weird, but it's nice. It's really nice.
1: Mm. I mean, this series of the student sessions is focused on role models. How do you feel, Philip, about being put under that umbrella and being seen as a role model for
3: others? Um, I'd say it's quite. Um, I guess it's quite a rewarding thing in the way, because I, I mean. I guess it's hard for, to look, to see yourself as a role model because, you know, you, people don't always like to big themselves up or you can get accused for, like, what's um, the like, gloating. You can yeah. get accused for gloating, but I don't think it is gloating. It's just sort of, I think people should feel proud if people do see you as, um, to, if they do see you as a role model. See, so, yeah, I just think it's quite rewarding and sort of helping I'm hoping that I'm helping people with my story to sort of feel more comfortable or just to educate them really on um, LGBT related issues in that sense. Mm. And Regan, how do you feel
1: about being seen as a role model?
2: It's, uh, it's a bit weird, um, but it's also like Philip said, it's rewarding. Um, I mean, I don't think of myself like a celebrity or anything. But um, I think just the fact that you know, even if it, even if one person, even if one, um, you know, young boy or girl or whoever reads it and, and you know, gets some help from it and gets some um, confidence or, you know, gets that little bit of boost, um, if, you know, in terms of the you know, self-confidence to be able to speak out and to get help, I think... I you know that would you know make my make my life really I think just to help one person would be amazing and so yeah it's 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 a like, night again it's a weird thing a weird feeling to for people to read the story and to kind of feel inspired by it but it's also a nice sort of warming feeling to be kind of like I went through you know some really horrible stuff and you know Phillips as well I have read Phillips chapter and he went through some really horrible stuff and for for those horrible things to be able to be manifested into something positive I think is is great so yeah
1: well I think you're both fantastic I think you know your stories are a real inspiration and I know that you are going to impact others that are going through something similar or as you said Philip to help educate um others to our listeners, if you want to find out more about the book and kind of read more about our authors, if you follow us on Instagram, you are a limited edition official. Uh, you can find out more. And as I said, do go out and buy the book. All profits made from the sales of the book will go towards supporting students who face barriers to employment. Philip and Riga, thanks so much for joining me today. And thanks for being so inspirational.
2: Uh, thank you, Tonya, for, for having us. It's, it's been great to, to have a little chat
3: yeah thank you for having us it's been great to share my experience again
1: <laughs> and to our listeners do join us again on the student sessions
0: you're a limited edition is an inspiring collection of student-lived experiences featuring 25 authors stories cover a variety of themes including lgbtq disability and mental health racism imposter syndrome toxic masculinity and more all profits from sales of the book go to supporting young people who face barriers to employment Buy your copy from Waterstones, W Smith and Amazon Worldwide. And of course, there's a link below. Thank you for listening to the Student Sessions brought to you by Greyhair Media and hosted by Tony Galati. If you like what you've heard, please feel free to subscribe and share with your friends and colleagues. We will see you at the next session.